da 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 It's the one and only RBF Boss face you busters Da 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 It's RBF and you dealing with the best We're RBF now nah, we ain't gonna lose Let's get it poppin' we gonna show you how we do Make your business improve Welcome to Resting Boss Face the Podcast I'm your host Today I want to talk to you about habits, given that we are in the beginning of the year, we are forming New Year's resolutions, um, we're in a new decade, so there's a big push at the moment of like New Year, New Me. One of the biggest problems with New Year's resolutions is that most people end up giving up on their resolutions. I think it's by February 8th, and that's not very far away. And obviously this is date related because everybody starts on Jan 1st, but you'll notice that it's about five, six week period of people having the great intentions, giving up on it. And that does apply throughout the year. Um, I want to discuss today a few habits um, that you can put in place to then stick to your resolutions. How do you form a habit? Basically, you just decide to do it. You make it part of your regular everyday activities and you make it non-negotiable. So like going to the gym, that's not my favorite thing in the entire world until I've done it for a while and then I love it. So what I have to do is I have to put it in my calendar so it becomes a business meeting. It's non-negotiable. It's just the same as getting up, getting out of bed, brushing your teeth, washing your hair, having a shower. You schedule it in. The second thing you need to do um, is really work on inco- uncover. Sorry, work on uncovering your subconscious belief and rewriting your stories. So, if it's something that you believe I'm fat or I'm lazy, you basically are telling yourself every day I'm a lazy person. I hate working out. I hate the gym. I'm not good at the gym, and working on those subconscious beliefs beliefs and rewriting the story will help you identify where you need help. So sometimes you might need a coach or a mentor, a personal trainer, even just a friend that's texting you and says, no, no, you are not lazy. But on the flip side of that, you might also need an accountability partner that if you don't go to the gym five days running, then um, five days running for a month or two months or three months, then you will have to pay them $100. Anything like that. So it's useful for having an accountability partner because there is kind of that shame link to it. I don't really like being derived by shame. Is that the word? That's not the word. Driven by shame, that's it. Um, But basically, really, you just need to be doing whatever you have to do to develop a successful habit. My favorite book for helping to start and form new habits is Atomic Habits. So it's um, it's written by James Clear, and he's so good at explaining how uh, you can set up habits. So your life is basically the sum of all of your habits. So if you're 
in shape, it means you've got a habit of eating well or working out or being active. If you're happy or unhappy, maybe you're not doing as many things that you that make you happy. You're doing too many things that make you sad, like cleaning. <laughs> um, are you successful or unsuccessful? Again, it's all results of your habits. And that's what you're doing repeatedly. So including thinking, so not just doing. Like I said before, if you're thinking that you're fat and lazy, then you become a bit fat and lazy. So flip it on its head, work out what you want to improve, work out what habits you want to form. And James Clear, he says that there's a science of how habits work. And it's into four simple steps, which is cue, craving, response and reward. Breaking it down into those steps, it can really help you understand what the habit is and how it works. So a cue would be um, like you get up in the morning and you go to the gym. But it's something that you want to put in place to trigger behavior. Like I mentioned before, it could be an alarm. It could be an alarm that you set on your phone. It could be if you watch TV, then you are going to do sit-ups. So Basically, what kind of cues can you put in place? So the mind is constantly analyzing internally and externally, looking for rewards. Because the cue is the first indication that we're close to a reward, then it will lead to a craving. Cravings, like I mentioned before, they're the second step of the habit loop, and they are the motivational force behind every habit. If you don't have any motivation or desire, then there's no reason for you to change. And you might not be motivated, um, or sorry, you might not crave being skinny, but you might prov- uh, crave wanting to fit into a smaller dress. I actually don't really like the fact I'm using the gym reference all the time because it's so cliche and I just don't think it's necessary, but bear with me. Um, you're not motivated by brushing your teeth, but you're motivated by a clean mouth. So working out a craving to link it to a desire is really important. And cravings, they differ from person to person. Like you know, not everybody wants the same thing, wants to be the same thing. So James reckons this four-step pattern is the backbone of every habit. And your brain runs through these steps every in the same order every single time you're going to do things. A lot of the time, though, it becomes subconscious. So first up is the cue. And this is what triggers your brain to actually do something. It is the bit of information that predicts you're going to get a reward. Usually, um, in the olden days, our ancestors focused on cues that led to food or water. Today, we spend most of our time learning cues that are lead to rewards like money or fame, power, approval, love, friendship, or personal satisfaction. Obviously, these um, improve our odds of survival or reproduction, which is ultimately the deeper motive behind everything we do. So after your mind has been continuously analyzing your internal and external environment for hints of where the rewards are located, the cue, which then leads to the reward, which then naturally leads to the craving. So cravings, they're the second step in his habit loop. 
and they are the motivational force behind every habit. So without some kind of motivational desire, which is the craving, there's no reason to change. Um, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to crave the habit itself. You usually crave something that it delivers. So if you go to the gym, you might feel healthy. Um, if you eat good nutritious food you might feel more energetic on the flip side if you crave a cigarette you might get the i think it's endorphin cigarettes do do people smoke anymore it's 2020 stop smoking <laughs> um but you don't normally kind of like crave brushing your teeth you normally crave having a clean mouth so every craving is linked to the desire to change your internal state um, and these differ person to person and anything can trigger a craving. It could be the sound of a slot machines if you're a gambler. It could be the smell of fried chicken <laughs> if, if you um, eat too much. They generally seem quite meaningless, the cues, until they're interpreted. And that's when you have to really go back into your subconscious beliefs and work out what your stories are. The third step is response. So response is the actual habit you're performing. So let's just say you um, are craving, wanting to go for a walk, feeling healthy and energized, or you're craving business. I mean, you're not craving business running, working effortlessly and freely, but you know what I mean. So response will be the actual habit. Um, and it really depends on how motivated you are and how much friction is associated with behavior. If a particular action requires more physical or mental effort than you're willing to expand, then you usually won't do it. And it also uh, depends on your ability. So it sounds really simple, but that's kind of where it becomes a problem because it sounds simple, but it might not be. So if you end up, say you make your habit is that you're going to go for a run every single day and you're not going to worry too much about the speed. You're just going to make sure every day you do your run but you actually have a broken ankle, well, then you can't do it. And then what happens is your goal setting becomes invalid because it hasn't been realistic. It hasn't been honest with who you are. Um, same comes with like dunking a basketball to in business going to a million dollars of sales. If you haven't made one sale to have your goal, um, I'm going to sell a million dollars, you are going to fail that. You really need it to be much smaller, much more realistic, much more honest. So a goal of selling $1,000 or $100 or $10,000, depending on where you are in business. Um, finally, the response delivers a reward. So rewards are the end goal of every habit. And this is what you'll start noticing is that the cue is about noticing the reward. The craving is about wanting the reward. The response is that habit, that action of obtaining the rewards. The thing is, we chase rewards because they serve two purposes. They satisfy us or they teach us. Um, so satisfying a craving, if you're craving chocolate, um, they might... Like the food, it gives you the energy to survive, but the craving of chocolate isn't about survival. It's the endorphins. Um, getting a promotion, it might bring more money or respect. Getting in shape, it improves your health, maybe your dating prospects. 
But the more immediate benefit is the reward that rewards satisfy your cravings to eat, like I said, the chocolate bar, or to gain status, if you've got a promotion, or to win approval, if you're dating. Um, so rewards deliver that instant relief from the craving. The second thing is where rewards are teaching us that actions are worth remembering in the future. So it basically, your brain is just detecting all of the rewards. So you go about your life, like I said, it's continuously monitoring which actions are satisfying your desires and delivering pleasure. If your behavior is insufficient in these four stages, it just won't become a habit and you'll become the person in five to six weeks that gives up. You didn't hit your goals, you've lost track, you've gone off focus, you've gone off target, and it just makes it really difficult to achieve things if you don't make make your goals a habit. So James Clear, he's saying that the four-step process isn't something that happens occasionally, but it becomes a feedback loop. It's running and is active every single day, every single minute. The brain is continuously scanning, predicting what will happen next, trying out different responses and learning from results. So imagine you're walking into a dark room, you flip on the light switch. You know that this happens, you do it without even thinking. You, within that millisecond, you've walked in the room, you've switched on the light switch, the craving, the cue, the craving, the response and the reward all in less than a second. That is the dream state for your business goals, for your personal goals. Um, often what happens is as adults, we st forget to notice these habits and that's why we have to try really hard to put them in place to beat new habits. So let me know in the comments in instant is instant i was gonna say instant messenger we suddenly turned into 1990 in my direct messages what habit you are going to break make sure you check out james clear's book atomic habits it's honestly one of my favorite books in the entire world it's so useful he explains in a really great way and it's just such a great framework for helping you kick your habits and build brand new ones. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Resting Boss Face, the podcast. Make sure you visit restingbossface.com forward slash latest for your free ultimate startup blueprint. Inside the interactive workbook, you're going to find out how to gain clarity on where you want to take your business, understand your ideal customer, create a plan for sales, attract customers with valuable content, and build a community of raving fans. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe and leave a rating. And if you're more of a social butterfly, please screenshot and share this episode on Instagram. Make sure you tag me. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Bye.